just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. In the summer of 02 And since that time We've never been the same The swingman who would Soon become a legend In his time he never spoke So no one knew his name So there I was It's how every great aviation tale begins It, it absolutely how you doing pal? Repeat I'm, here I'm doing well I'm doing well my friend It is and that is truly how every great aviation story starts. That's even if it's not great, that's how every aviation story starts. So there I was. And there he was. So there, there you were, uh, as I seem to recall some 35, oh man, I hate to say it's 35, 37 years ago when well, we first met, we first met, we were young, thin, fit, steely eyed, Attack pilots flying a high-performance V-Stall jet, which was the, probably the best jet ever in the history of aviation. I can't believe they gave us the keys to those things. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, on, more than one, on more than one occasion to go, hey, fly, don't come back until you have this many hours on the jet. That's right. Burn, yeah. burn some gas. Don't dump it. Dumping it's yeah. a waste. Hey, I just thought of this. You know, you probably don't remember this, but I'm gonna re- I'm gonna jog your memory. It was one of those occasions where we were short on hours. Opso says, "I don't care where you go, don't come back unless you have six hours of the jet." You and I took off flight of two. We took off uh, in the afternoon. Sometime we flew all the way down the east coast. Okay, we watched the sunset over the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And then flew back in the dark and shot approaches at different airports. Ended whoa, up whoa, back whoa. at Cherry Point in the we middle flew of the, in the night. dark. Yes, in the dark. <laughs> oh, it, Without, we weren't feel great. That's right. No, <laughs> oh, that's right. Because, yeah, uh, we weren't, uh, what do they call them? Pigeons? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seagulls. Seagulls. All they do yeah, is squawk seagulls. and shit, and you got to throw rocks at them to get them to fly. Oh, I, remember, I remember the comments. <laughs> I remember you and I were talking on the back radio going, dude, look, the sun is setting on the Gulf of Mexico. And then we watched the sun go down, and they were like, who gets to do this? Right? Almost yeah. nobody. Yeah, Almost nobody. Back. It's been a privileged, privileged career. Since then, I've gone on to be at the majors. You've gone on to be at the majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a few years since we've chatted on a regular basis, but uh, we, we uh, linked up again at a recent Harrier reunion in North Carolina. 50-year 50, 50 Harrier reunion, which was uh, minus by one year because of the COVID. Right. And then uh, that airplane still flying in spite of the fact that it had about a 15 year lifespan. I think, you know, there they are 50 yeah. years later. Oh my goodness. So, um, so wow. Yeah. It, it, we realized then that, uh, so there I was, uh, as you put it is, is how all the tales begin. And, and we got to talking and realized that we fly with more people, more professionals that have seen the craziest things, the people who don't get to do what we do would would never believe and when they hear it they're like oh my god tell me more and well, that's a, and that's a true fact you know it's an everyday occurrence i'm flying with a military guy in my cockpit and we start telling stories and you know one story triggers another story for from each other and from back in the you know the annals of the gray matter yeah and uh everybody's got a story 
every one of us that has flown tactical jets has great stories. So I'm hoping that that's, this is a forum for that. And then some, right. Yeah. So we're going to share some of those stories with all of you that are listening. And well, this is the inaugural episode. Uh, it's just fig and repeat today. Uh, we're going to have some amazing aviation tours on in the, in the future. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get them to talk about some of the silly stuff they've done, some of the amazing things they've seen, some of the tragic things they've seen. Um, because, uh, it isn't, uh, uh, a part of what I think makes this so amazing is the fact that it is thrilling and tragic and hilarious all at the same time. Sometimes uh, well, that's so, true, yeah. you know, and, and another thing, and I think you can, I think you can agree with this is, uh, you know, we, we did that. We were young. We did that. And, uh, uh, yeah. Never knowing how it was going to end. We knew it was going to end at some point because you can't right. do that forever. Right. And I, and I, uh, I took a personal uh, note, say, to never take for granted what's, what I'm seeing, what I'm doing, knowing that it was never going to last forever. But, boy, what a great ride it was. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and what a great amount of stories. And there, you know, there were guys that you, you spent more time in the community that I did because you stayed on to be a, an instructor. And I went on to the training command to be an instructor, which was a, which is going to be a whole nother uh, <laughs> list of stories, but that, that airplane, you know, the airplane that you and I flew and, and loved um, was tr truly a unique airplane just all by itself. Absolutely. Uh, perhaps the most unforgiving tactical jet uh, ever to fly, um, at least in the U.S. inventory. Um, but, uh, uh, you hey, know, who is the call sign only? Who was the skipper of the uh, training squadron when you went to the RAG? Uh, it was Hawk. Okay, so Hawk was, a, Hawk, was a, Hawk was the guy. Uh, and I'll never Which is forget. how I got the call sign repeat. He gave it to you? Yeah. Well, go, go, go and say what you're going to say about Hawk and I'll explain it. Well, all I was going to say is, uh, so, you know, I'm a brand new guy. Um, in my first Marine squadron and, uh, you know, we're in the ready room waiting for the commander and, you know, everybody's ready and he comes in and here he comes this guy. And I didn't know what to expect, but what I saw was exactly what I thought I should see a Marine squadron commander to be. He had his collar up flight suit was unzipped to bat his navel he walks in everybody stands up and he goes all right sit down everybody sit down and he says uh basically uh, i'm going to give you the reader's digest version hey congratulations on on selecting harriers uh you you uh have uh, in, in, it, uh, completed an incredible task by getting your wings now everything that you've learned it conventional flying you can just flush that shit down the toilet because we're going to teach you how to fly v-stall because that's what we do here yeah was that yeah. about right it, exactly and we had to use that airplane <laughs> as a weapons platform and v-stall had to be second nature yeah you know, it was the weapons platform that's the important part of that but uh yeah so uh i show up and i had this beautifully done helmet that uh, one of the seat shop guys did for me in the training command with a hawk on it because I was for three years, I was a Hawk missile officer, air defense command right. before I went to flight school. And I so, I, so I went to flight school with the call sign Hawk, show up at the rag and see those awesome sign call sign, bro. That's an yeah. awesome call sign. And he's like, 
going to repeat the call sign, huh? I think repeat's better. And there it's stuck. So not that exciting of a way to get a call sign. There were some good ones out there. There was uh, uh, a gent who actually didn't didn't make it to wings, which was too bad. But his uh, his call sign was throwed at, uh, last name Fishback. So that was pretty good. <laughs> throwed at. Uh, but there was uh, Otis, <laughs> the town drunk. Yeah, yeah. Some of those good ones. And then uh, do you remember uh, frequently – guys would get call signs assigned at kangaroo court oh absolutely that yeah. was part of the thing right with kangaroo court especially with yeah. new lieutenants in the squadron you guys showing up with their cool call signs you know yeah I'm, I'm like maverick, maverick. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah or okay snake. sport yeah. yeah yeah right okay yeah okay sparky okay. yeah yeah sparky your new Skittles. delta <laughs> towel call sign is bluto that's right why why not <laughs> exactly so yeah so do you remember how turnip got his call sign uh you know uh, there's been a lot of penguins on the iceberg and yeah. some of those penguins have got shoved off and yeah. uh, no i i think if you start telling me the story i'll re- I remember it but well, there please, were two or three incidents that led please to recall. it but, but he he had a cool call signer so he thought and he he wanted to stick with it there was no doubt about it not you know so but uh, he was, let, shall we say, naive. <laughs> yes. So yes. They, we were going to have a yen roll in the squadron, and mm-hmm. the officer mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you need you need to go get your get your yen gun loaded for uh, for the yen roll tonight. Well, we're out in Yuma on a heavy weapons day. Where do I get yen in Yuma, Arizona? Sell them at the bank, you know? Uh, no, you idiot. It's just it's term, you know. Oh, okay." So, but the, uh, the one that pushed out over the edge, to my recollection was he was out on a force ship to point Magoo and they showed up at base ops and there was a, there was a van at point Magoo that base ops would loan you to go out in the Ville. So they got the van, they went over and got their queue rooms and standing in the queue, they're going, Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Where are we going to go? One of them says, Hey, I, I know this place. It's called, uh, it's called the body shop. The body shop. What's that? Oh yeah, man. It's, it's, it's great. Everybody's naked there. Everybody gets naked. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Everyone. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. So this goes on for about a minute or so. He leans in and goes, hold on, stop. Who gets naked? I'm not getting naked. You're like, no, you idiot. The girls get naked. (laughs) (laughs) Cause someone tried to take me to one of those places once and I'm not going there. So, so they get you know out what? there. They can, no, you idiot. Just, just the women, the bartenders. They all, they all, oh, okay. All right. So they get out in the ville and, uh, Scar does this trick with a cigarette where he takes a little bit of smoke in his mouth yes. and uh, surreptitiously and un- unseen to anybody. And then he sticks the cigarette in his ear and plugs one nostril and sucks in real hard with the other nostril. <laughs> It blows out. Yeah. Blows, blows smoke out of his mouth. Right. <laughs> blows smoke out of his mouth right. after sucking it in through his ear. It's and of course, trick. turnip is just like, Oh my God, that was awesome. How'd you do that? And scar does it again, right in front of him. Eh, not a big deal. You know, you and, gotta suck really hard. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't catch it. And so he goes, <laughs> give me that cigarette. And so turnip starts trying it and he's trying to do it. And he's, <laughs> and he can't do it no matter what he goes. I don't understand. He goes, well, you know, sometimes if your ears are, or if your station tubes are a little clogged, you know, that tube between your, your ear and your uh, mouth, 
you know, if you're clogged up, you just have to suck a little harder. That'll get the smoke down that too. So he is turning purple and naked women are stopping going, boys, is your friend? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> so needless to say at the next kangaroo court, the story came out and hence uh, the gavel was struck. Yeah. The DOD was struck and turnip was dubbed. <laughs> turnip was dubbed turnip. And so yes. that, that was one of the great ways to, to get a call sign. And, and we'll use a lot of acronyms on this show as we go forward. We'll uh, cover what some of them are as we say them. Sometimes we'll forget or whatever, but uh, uh, we'll go into the DOD on another show. I think. That, yeah. uh, and DOD, by the way, does not stand for Department of Defense. It does not. It is so. a different acronym, which we'll cover later. Uh, a special yes. gavel. <laughs> I, I, it was a very special gavel and, and a kangaroo court, which needs to be explained. And yeah. a yin roll, which also needs to be explained. Right. Yin roll, which right. by, by, it could, could be a whole episode on its own. And I was there for that. And I do, and, and I do, uh, I do recall. And that, that was, a, that was a good night. Actually, there was more than one call sign given that night. And by the way, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, uh, you remember the guy uh, in our squadron call sign sleeper? Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. where sleeper? Do you remember where the call yeah. sign sleeper came from? I don't. Well, because I do exactly. I okay. do. I know exactly. Uh, so we were on our way to Iwakuni, Japan for a six-month deployment. And we stopped in Kaneohe Bay uh, because, you know, we had stopped there. And uh, uh, the first night we were there, we ended up down uh, in Waikiki. And, and uh, we uh, frequented all every place in Waikiki. Uh, we ended up at a gentleman's club. I can't remember the name of it. It was a very high, uh, high caliber okay. gentleman's club. Uh, probably still in business. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but a very high caliber. So uh, this guy, Sleeper, are you getting a lot of background noise? Yeah, I hear the birds chirping? in the background. We'll is that, that me or is that you? That's behind you. I'm inside, but that's okay. All we'll right, figure well, that out. Because I'm outside. And it won't and, happen you know, for every show. So, so, uh, uh, this guy sleeper, good old slow talking Oklahoma boy, real low key, brand new Lieutenant in the squadron has only been in the squadron a month or and a half, maybe two months before we deployed real quiet. Nobody knew anything about him. We go down there and at the last place we were this real high end, I want to call it solid gold, but I don't know if that's the right name. Next thing I know, I kind of lose track of this kid. He's on top. He's at one of the, he's on one of the stages dancing with uh, most, you know, 95% naked stripper, except for her high heel shoes and her G string. And, uh, uh, you know, he's borrowing money from everybody to get lap dances. And, and he was an absolute wild Indian, just crazy. And so that's where the call sign sleeper came from. He, he, we started calling him sleeper after that because he was a total sleeper. We didn't know what we had until it was too late. <laughs> so it came out. That's yeah. Weird. Oh, and it came out. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Too funny. I see that guy all the time, professionally. Uh, he and I nice. are at the same major league uh, nice. ballpark uh, all the time, and he's uh, super, super dude. That's and awesome. I hope to have him. I hope to have him on one of our shows. 
Oh, we get, yeah, maybe he can relay that story firsthand. <laughs> How about Steamer? Members, you I remember, remember uh, Steamer? Yeah. You know that, you know where that call sign came from? Because I, I, I do. I have vague recollections of that one. So, uh, was his wife involved in that one? Did she make No, the, oh, no okay. his wife was not. I don't know what his call sign was before, uh, but we were, uh, we were doing cold weather training in Volkfield, Wisconsin. It was, you know, there was four feet of snow everywhere. We were, we were cold zero. weather training because we were going to go to a NATO exercise yeah. that was going to be above the Arctic Circle. So we were getting cold weather training. Yeah. Well, uh, we were broken up into three, four man teams and we had to spend the night, spend the night out in the snow with nothing but a parachute and, you yeah. know, whatever. And so, uh, we, we made a little shelter with our parachute, the four of us, and we were all snuggled together like a bunch of little bunnies in, in this little cubby. And he's like, I got I to gotta, I gotta take a shit. I can't, I can't wait. I got to take a shit. He, he leaves. He goes out, shits in the snow, and he's like, dude, come out here and look at this. Come out here and look at this. And there's this big log in the snow that's melting down into the snow with steam coming off of it and – then, as you know, that's where the call sign came from. Steema. Yeah. It's not, it's not pretty, but yeah. hey, he's steamer to this day, to everybody. Steamer. Yep. Steema. Oh, man. <laughs> that went south in a, in a hurry, <laughs> that did, didn't it? That did. I'm let's, sorry about, uh, I'm sorry about yeah, that. Let's repeat. keep the fecal matter out of this uh, as much as we can. It'll happen mm. now and then, but, you know, anyway. But, yeah. So there were some of those other call signs, which which reminds me of we talked about Maverick in that movie uh, Maverick Top Gun oh, is coming out here in a gosh. couple of weeks, twenty seventh of May. Um, and I know uh, you like uh, like me probably have mixed mixed feelings about the uh, original. Some of the coolest aerial footage in that first the movie, especially was for incredible. Its day. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was amazing. Yeah, the storyline was horrible. Yeah, and I and mean, trying to do aileron rolls to get a guy off your tail, no. you know. Uh, I'm going to put my speed brakes yeah, out. They're going to yeah. fly right by. Exactly. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> and flying, <laughs> flying at 200 feet with a hard deck of 10,000 feet, you know, you know, little things like that. And I imagine it's like a a physician watching a medical show or a cop watch, oh. watching a detective show, going, "Oh, stop with the inconsistency! Totally, you're killing me." So, hey, let me ask you this: where 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 were you where were you in your career when uh, Top Gun came out? Where where were you? I was uh, I was the executive officer at uh, Bravo Battery, Third Land Battalion. Okay, but first so, lieutenant. Yeah. Okay, uh, I was a month away from going to officer candidate school. Oh, nice. It was one of the yeah. biggest recruiting I, homes listen, ever for the Navy. I, I was already in the PLC program yeah, yeah. prior to that movie ever coming out. But I, I can tell you that that movie caused me more pain and suffering at officer candidate school than any, anything else, because I was dubbed actually anybody that had an air contract, there was 50 of us or so. Oh, the sergeant's we were, instructor rolled in on you guys. Like yeah. Crazy. We were, we were a candidate top gun. Yeah. Well, candidate top gun. Why don't you drop down? Give me a 5,000 pushups candidate. Top Gun, nice. yes, yeah. yeah, but uh, and and no, uh, n did I not know how horrible that movie was for me until after I was fully combat trained and I realized that all that sh 
crap and the movie was total Hollywood garbage crap it was, it was garbage <laughs> i tried to put the speed brakes out and it didn't work mm, stalled <laughs> fell out of the sky <laughs> oh too funny yeah so yeah but they promised that the uh, the video in this uh this new one is done really amazing they put all the actors in the actually in the back seat of hornets to do it um in fact aopa that Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association magazine last month has an article all about it. How uh, I guess Tom Cruise got shot down when he tried to get uh, Natops qualified in Hornet so he could, so he could actually fly it. And oh. Like, yeah, no, sorry, without uh, naval wings, we're not going to uh, we're not going to entrust a seventy million dollar airplane to you. But thanks for asking. So, well, uh, and he's I, a pretty I, accomplished pilot. I mean, he's got his own Mustang. I, I heard that, and I do appreciate the fact that they put those actors in the actual airplane. And they are all pulling G's and they all do that. That's great. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that. I, I look, I do listen, I'm going to see the movie anyway. Oh, absolutely. I have to see the movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, how am I going to yeah. know? How how's, am I going to know? How's the guy, a Navy captain 35 years after he was a Navy lieutenant. That's what I want to know. Well, I, I want to know. Cause I know Goose's son is in the movie. Right. Goose's son. And then he's right. got a, he's got it in for Maverick. So mm. I, I got to know how it, how it comes out. How and why. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't? Exactly. So put my speed brakes out. We're going to fly right by. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh -huh. And then he, he goes, I forget. I, and I just saw it the other day too, because I'm getting ready. I got my son spooled up to take him to go see it. Um, but I seem to think he was going like into burner too. Uh, they was hand going forward instead of back when he was putting the brakes on. Uncool. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, yeah. come stop it. <laughs> just stop, please. There, so, yeah, there was there was a lot of yeah. technical, and I don't know this to be a fact, but I I heard this through word of mouth. There was a, a you know a guy that knows a guy that was a technical advisor on that movie, on the original Top Gun movie, that said, "Hey, uh, you know, we wouldn't do this. This isn't correct. We, you don't do this sort of thing. We wouldn't say this." And the and it was said, uh, "Hey." Thanks for your input, but uh, this is how we're doing it because this is what we do in Hollywood. This, this is Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> so, and there it goes. So, uh, well, based on that, we're going to bring in, we promised to bring in some uh, some really interesting folks. Uh, we both had a couple squadron mates that uh, flew with the blues. I think we can probably talk one or two of those guys in. Some yeah. of our old squadron mates come in. Some of the guys yeah. I've managed to fly with uh, over the years. Hey, one of my uh, one of my Navy students, actually two of my Navy students that I when I was an instructor down in Kingsville, Texas, are are were blues, and actually one of them was the boss. Nice, yeah. Nice. Hey, here, here. Oh, well, due to uh, your fine instructing techniques, I'm sure. Fake. Only because of my instructional technique. Uh, fun. Hey, here, a funny story. I'm at later on in life. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Is it? Fig knocks his mic over. <laughs> Later on in life, uh, I finished my career flying in the Air Guard in the, in the C-130, which is, as you know, a very sexy, sexy airplane. Sorry, I'm blowing all the uh, cigar. Yeah, cigar you got to stop ashes. doing that, right? especially oh, into the God. microphone. I know what I'm you really mean. But, sorry. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah C-130, sexy airplane. Uh, not so much, well, but you can't beat it to death with a sledgehammer. So. Yeah, I... The the, oh, the irony here's the irony in my career, uh, Pete. Uh, I you know I I flew the, in my opinion, the best attack aircraft in the in the inventory, uh, as a steely eyed killer. 
and never got a chance to fire a one weapon in anger. And then later on in life, uh, after I'm a professional uh, big league pilot, uh, as an, as an air national guard pilot, I do five combat tours in an aircraft that I can't even shoot back in. <laughs> but, but, uh, my, my point of this is I am, uh, where was I going with that? Kind of lost my train of thought here. Hold on a second. Hey. Whoa. Where was I going with that? Away. I have no idea. We were talking call signs and me. Good. <laughs> Good Lord. No, I was actually going somewhere with that. Yeah. Well, combat. Combat. Yeah. Nope. Well, yeah. yeah. It's gone. Well, I have to come back to it. But It'll come back. Hey, yeah, one other, know what, let me end it up then, I guess, on the one the one other. Uh, we had several several good flights together, as I recall. One of the funniest ones, though. I remember you and I were out in Navy Fallon, and we were going out to drop some bombs. And I think we just had Mark 76s on board. In fact, I'm sure of it, because otherwise this wouldn't have been able to happen. We showed up at the range and whoever was there before us was still on it. So the range was hot. And so we had to go meander away. They said they'd be done in about 15 minutes. So we did a 180 and headed North up the Valley and started doing formation aerobatics yeah. <laughs> with, with a tax pod on the jets. Yes. And then we went back and <laughs> dropped, dropped the, uh, Mark 76 is on the target and then went back to Fallon and landed. And a tax pod folks is a, an electronic piece of gear that, that slaps on the bottom of the jet. And there's antennas all over these valleys out there that take the telemetry of the airplane and it paint repaints your airplane, uh, on, up on the screen in real time for a debrief. So especially for three, three for dimensional ACM cartoon, and, yeah, basically, yeah, exactly. Right? For, and yeah. for, you know, strike packages and that sort of thing. Well, so we're sitting there. And we're, we're watching our formation aerobatics on the tax pod going, Oh, this is awesome. And who walks in, but trip the squadron commander. <laughs> what are you boys doing? First, the pause button. <laughs> Nothing skipper just uh, got back from a bombing sortie. <laughs> so, anyway. Hey, but you know what? That's all. That's all about continuing your professional development. Absolutely. Right. We, Absolutely. we use that training time. You know, we could have just turned circles in the sky and done nothing, but you and I chose to advance our aeronautical skills, and that made us better as Absolutely. pilots. And That's my story, and I'm stuck with it. Obviously, better <laughs> as storytellers to boot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish I, could, I wish I could remember where I was going with that, Pete, because I was going somewhere. I was, I was on my way. What, well, what did you say right before right before I started into that tirade? I was going somewhere with that. I don't know. Quit blowing into the microphone. <laughs> You're turning oh, me on. Oh, okay. I know I know where I was going. I know where okay. I was going. The blowing in the microphone thing threw it all up. So uh uh as a C-130 guy, uh so my 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 squadron ended up just as luck would have it. Uh, my C-130 squadron, the guard, did uh, most of, and I, when I say most, I mean about 80% of the leapfrog missions, Navy leapfrog missions. Okay. Uh, they liked us. Uh, we, we had a good relationship with the leapfrog. So every 80% of the leapfrog air shows, my squadron um, was the supporting uh, element for. Basically, they jumped out of our airplanes. So every fleet week in San Francisco, uh, we, we, we flew. And for the last five years of my of my career, I retired in 2019. I I was the uh, the aircraft commander for the 
for theirs. C-130 that dropped the leaf frogs in, C- in San Francisco. Well, we stayed at the same hotel as uh, the Blues and the Leapfrogs and everybody else down down uh, by the water uh, in downtown San Francisco. And I had a favorite little mom and pop uh, restaurant that I would go to in the mornings. I'd leave I'd, all by myself. I didn't want anybody bothering me. I'd, I'd, I'd go up there without the crew and have breakfast. Well, I'm sitting there one morning and this guy's sitting there and he's drilling holes. I, he's drilling holes in my, you know, in me, he's looking at me, staring me down and I'm looking at him. And I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere, but I don't know where. Right. Well, the, the bottom line is he's this boss of the blues and I don't know it at the time. Yeah. And finally after day two, because I'm there every morning, he's there every morning. He finally comes up to me. He goes, fig, do you remember me? And I'm like, okay, I remember you from somewhere, but who the hell are you? He goes, he goes, I'm such and such. You know, he tells me his name. And they go, I go, you're the boss of blues. He goes, yeah. And I go, no way. And he goes, how do I know you? And he goes, you were my instructor back in Kingsville. Was I an right then I, no, right then I felt right then I felt a hundred years old. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Was I, was I an a-hole or, uh, you know, yeah. So yeah. I had, uh, I had two similar, uh, hundred year old stories and then we got to wrap it up because we're running out of time, but back in, uh, uh, last summer, I think it was, had a, had a lad in my right seat who it turned out he was commissioned, did 22 years, retired as a lieutenant colonel and a Harrier pilot all after I left active duty. And, uh, Ouch. yeah, that Ouch. didn't make me feel old enough until, uh, about five or six months ago, one of my first officers was born after I was hired at, at where you're yeah. working now. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're still in the same pains. We're still in the same pains right now. Hey, it's painful. So you don't look that old, bro. You still look. You still look like you did when I met you thirty years ago. Yeah, thanks. I'm serious. You look that. You look that good. I feel pretty good. All things being unequal, yeah, I've had uh, you know been kicked in the teeth a couple times in life, uh, as I'm sure you have too. Uh, That's (laughs) bound to happen now. But uh, like we said earlier, this has been a hell of a ride. Uh, We've been blessed and privileged to to be part of it and we got to share it with everybody i feel blessed every day to be able to to be able to do what we do to do what i do to do what we got to do and still get to do is a privilege it absolutely is it absolutely is so on that note i think it's uh, time we wrap it up we'll come back to you with uh more uh more interesting people than us i can assure you in the future and uh so in the meantime uh check six and stay safe Thanks, buddy. Out. So long. Oh, I wish I had a gun just like the A-Ten. I'd be heavy as a baby in a playpen. I'd mow them down like a weed eater with that 30 millimeter. I wish I had a gun just like the A-Ten. Oh, I wish I had a gun.